Welcome back to History List. Historian Rachel Lawden, in her work on cuisine and empire, notes the following. Contemporary stuffed dumplings with dozens of different names and minor variations in preparation map onto the former extent of the Mongol Empire. They all have a wheat dough wrapper, a filling of meat, usually lamb, and onions, and a pleated seal. Although scholars will debate the origin and etymology of these dumplings, it is clear the Pax Mongolica shaped the geography of their diffusion. Pierogi have a cheese filling. The Japanese gyoza was a later adoption from China. The relations with baked or fried dumplings, called sanbusak and samosa, and with ravioli, are unclear. Thanks to Temujin, global cuisine from Japan to Italy was changed. When Temujin was born, his peoples were divided into various tribal alliances. They would fight, ally, kidnap, etc. After fighting a civil war, though, Temujin, by 1206, in his 40s, had united the various tribes of the Mongols and was now given the title of Genghis Khan. He brought a bunch of different ethnic groups together, from the Uyghurs to the Tatars. The early empire of confederations covered regions of modern Mongolia to the Tibetan Plateau and central plains of Asia. Sparsely inhabited, easy to navigate on horseback. Under Genghis Khan's expansion, though, they started to adapt their tactics, for example, devising siege weapons to take over cities, a problem they'd never encountered before. They conquered China and Korea, the Middle East, Russia, and parts of Eastern Europe. Over 20 years, the world's largest contiguous empire was formed. Two events stopped the Mongols under Genghis Khan from expanding even further. The Mamluks repelled them in Egypt from taking over North Africa, and a couple of typhoons prevented them from attacking Japan. Genghis Khan killed thousands of people and destroyed whole cities, so that when his troops arrived at the next town, there was no resistance, an immediate surrender. Yet Laden referred to a Pax Mongolica. What was that about? Modern historians recognize that the Mongols, while obviously brutal, wanted a relatively safe empire, and most of the people unharmed. Cities that weren't burnt down had populations that could be taxed, after all. Bureaucrats, who are boring and stuffy, could be moved around the empire to keep track of all the wonderful loot, so that the horseback-riding Mongols didn't have to. Religious tolerance was the watchword of the Mongols. Their animistic religion wasn't designed to be spread, and so they let everyone worship however and whatever they wanted. The Silk Road trade routes had already facilitated communication and interaction between groups from China to the Mediterranean, so this was in some ways just layering over that with a veneer of Mongolian culture. For a people who traveled in portable yurts, it may not be surprising that they also invented one of the world's first passports, Pax Mongolica. After his death in his 60s or 70s, the empire was split into four sections, or khanates, China, Russia, the Middle East, and Central Asia. His sons and grandchildren had various levels of success in ruling these kingdoms. 
In China, the rule of the Mongols is known as the Yun Dynasty, and famously saw the reign of Kublai Khan. But from Genghis Khan's era, there are no stately pleasure palaces to examine. Being a largely nomadic peoples means there are few grand temples or monuments for historians to get excited about. There's a rock with an inscription on it, though, from before he was emperor, detailing an alliance, and that's about it. We have to look to patterns, like the proliferation of dumplings, to gauge his long-term influence of an admittedly short-lived empire. Besides cuisine, though, there was also a literal dissemination of the Mongols. People throughout Eurasia carry the DNA evidence of the genetic legacy of the Khanates. Approximately 8% of the world is descended, if not directly from Timogen, than from his encompassing expansion. In this way, Genghis Khan's empire lives on well past the 20 years of his original conquest. India, meanwhile with the natural barriers of the Himalayas, remained outside of the great Khan's domain, if presumably still influenced by the continent-spanning conquest. And to medieval India we turn next, to examine one of the most important developments in global arts, the origin of modern Indian music under the teachings of Sangadeva, on History List. <laughs> 